Blog Talk Radio. Quiet, please.
and uh, I have so many windows open this morning. It's it's a uh, uh, near impossible task, but we're getting there. Here we go. All right, I want to tell you about my guest. It's Rich Richard Peterson. Has worked for years in the music and entertainment industry, beginning in 1999. Richard worked as an independent music promoter with his cell phone company. Icon Entertainment, booking regional and national touring acts in, in venues in Wisconsin and Iowa, Illinois, and Minnesota. He took over as the booking agent for Luther's Blues and the Annex, both prominent music venues in Madison, Wisconsin, and he developed the Icon Entertainment Battle of the Bands that took place in 2003 and 2004. After the first year's run in Madison, he took the show to additional Wisconsin cities, Appleton and Milwaukee. The second year featured 58 bands throughout that year, and now he's also the sole creator of what is known as the Maximum Inc. Halloween Spooktacular, a Halloween concert that has sold out shows each year for 10 years. Now, in 2008, Richard hung up his musical career and and began a career in the horror industry as the director of the Madison Horror Film Festival, which showcases shorts and feature horror films. In 2009, Richard took on the role of writer, producer, and director of the late-night horror show, television show, The Bordello of Horror. In 2009 and 2010, he became an associate producer uh, on the well-received podcast, The Graveyard Show, based out of L.A. The third Madison Horror Film Festival is this Saturday, October 8th, coming in October, Saturday, October 8th. Now, pre-festival activities will include a live uh, pre-party broadcast of the Bordillo of Horror on Friday, October 7th. So uh, we want you to stay tuned, and we want you, if you're in the listening area, to be sure to attend both the 7th and the 8th. So without any further hesitation, let me bring on my guest today, Mr. Rich Peterson. You there, Rich? I'm here. How are you doing today? I'm there. Boy, I hear that big hum right now, but uh, I'm, I am here. <laughs> There we got a going. big hum going on. We do. Uh, it's uh, a little bit of feedback somewhere in the line. But uh, how you? So you doing okay today? I'm doing all right. You know, I'm pretty much a creature of the night, so this is a little early for me. But besides that, I'm doing great. Well, that's fantastic. Now, um, the festival is in just a few weeks, actually. Today being the 20th of uh, September, and uh, I have uh, posted the. Uh, the website in the chat room, but let me say it right now. It is it is madisonhorror.net, M-A-D-I-S-O-N-H-O-R-R-O-R.net. And, um, and you'll have all the information. If you're a listener, you'll have all the information about the festival right then and there. Let me ask you, Rich, uh, you know, so you're in music, and you're doing music, but then you put on a Halloween spooktacular that you did for a number of years, and that was uh, uh, the precursor, I, I, I imagine, to uh, creating a, a film festival. How, how did that all work out for you? What, did, what, what, what was the, what caught your attention or your your interest or fascination that that uh, led you to move from music into uh, Halloween and into horror? Well, Halloween's always been a great time of year for me. Um, and I've always been a huge fan of horror films. Now, the Halloween Spooktacular uh, is going on its 10th year now. Um, and that has always featured um, local bands that do spoofs, uh, tributes to national acts. So really not in the horror thing so much as dressing up. Um, but it was 2006. Um, I was actually performing in a band, a Judas Priest tribute. 
And just prior to the show, I had to go to my niece's house and let the dog out because she was out of town. And I sat down on the couch for a few minutes, and I turned on AMC, and they were doing like a movie, a monster movie marathon, and they had some guest speakers on there, uh, one of which which was uh, Michael Hine, who is the director of the New York Horror Film Festival. And right then, I just realized that nothing like that had been done in Madison before, and we've got such a cultural hotbed here. I figured it'd be really well-received, and I thought it'd be a good thing to get uh, independent filmmakers out in the eyes of uh, people that wouldn't normally see them and be able to put on this event and have special guests and and just hopefully entertain the horror community here in uh, Madison and from wherever they come from. Awesome, awesome. So from there, how do you go? How did you go about uh, starting it? I mean, you know, from the raw startup. Now you have you've, you've you know you've done uh, music promotion and you know your background in, in music and all that. So so can you kind of step by step walk us through like the first thing you did? You you, you know who'd you reach out to and how and how how'd you bring it about? Because there are other people who you know in their own communities have 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 larger small film festivals and others who are dreaming of putting one on um what you know can you can you give us the nuts and bolts on this for you well that was that was 2006 when i uh got the idea and i just kind of toyed with the idea for a bit and then in um the beginning of 2007 i started looking into it and i looked at uh one of the bigger theater venues here and um, talked to them about the prospect of doing the, the events. And, of course, you know, when you rent a venue, um, you have to cover the cost of it. And the cost of that venue came in cost of that venue came in at about $11,000, which is way too much. So for about a year, I kind of threw around the idea. And I had contacted Michael Hine from the New York Film Festival. And I had talked to... Um, uh, Jason Davis from the uh, Chicago Horror Film Festival. And, you know, they kind of gave me some uh, pointers. I had gone online and looked at some of the other festivals and what they did for submission guidelines and uh, things like that and just kind of started putting together the whole idea and the outline for the festival itself. And um, from there, I just, uh, you know, I, I picked as many people's brains as I possibly could. And I talked to as many filmmakers and actors and stuff like that and just tried to get everything rolling. And then finally in 2008, we got the thing uh, put together and started the festival. Okay. So when you say that you actually you talked to these people, you called about what kind of advice did they give you, you know, and, and when you have a venue, you know, are you four-walling it or two-walling it? Or are they giving it to you? How do you work these details out? Um, well, everybody was very supportive from the beginning, and they, they've continued to be supportive. Um, as far as uh, booking the venue, uh, the first year we did it at the Orpheum in Madison here, and it's basically you just set up the rentals and go all to, through all the details as far as we had to bring in our own projector the first year. Um, the sound we had to work on ourselves right up through the festival because uh, it turned out they didn't have anybody there to work it. But those are some of the things that happened, some of the things you learn about. Um, mm -hmm. 
And then we moved into a multiplex theater for the second festival, and that's the same place that we're doing it again this year. So we got the built-in projector, the big screen, all sorts of comfy seats, um, and generally just make it a really uh, comfortable and enjoyable atmosphere. All right, cool. So now that hum is gone, I don't know if you if, if you're wearing a headset, you turned your head or what. <laughs> Um, I, I can't. I can't. I can't hear it on this end. No, that's wild. I, I'm trying to find out from the listeners if they hear it too, but uh, and uh, whether or not it's uh, it's bothersome or or tolerable, or if they don't even notice it. So, if somebody wants to type in the chat room and let me know, that would be great. Um, okay. So again, you know, going back, you now you're in this multiplex. Is this something that you four wall? Is this something you have to rent? You have to buy out the theater, or are they working in partnership with you, or how? Or is there, a, you know, a, a percentage of tickets? If if there's something you can't talk about, please don't. But but uh, you know, when we say four walling, typically it means that people rent the entire place, and and they, you know they're renting all four walls. If you're two walling, you're you're renting. Uh, in conjunction, usually the uh, the venue will split the uh, cost of uh, of it with you. Some places will do it, give it to you free. You have to run the promotions and uh, and fill it, you know. And I mean, there's all sorts of different kinds of um, ways that uh, events get put on. I'm kind of curious about about yours, with as much as that you with as much detail as you can go into. Well, this is this is pretty much just a straight up rental. Um, okay. The first year that we did it at the multiplex, we did we had to rent for three days. Three days. Uh, the mm-hmm. Friday night, we did a uh, a premiere screening of Incest Death Squad, um, which was a sold out crowd. And and, and for the listeners, next- that that just let me stop. But for the for the listeners, that is a, a Wisconsin made uh, independent horror film by Corey Udler, and. Uh, and uh, and you screened it at the festival, so very cool. Sold that crowd. That's awesome. Yep. Um, and basically, we just we pay the rental on the theater, and we use one of the theaters in the multiplex. Um, we've got the biggest room. I think is 272 capacity. So um, you know, it doesn't take long to fill that up. Obviously, and when you get great films like Incest Death Squad, you know, it's easy to fill it up. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's all right. So, uh, so then you you promote it. You have a website. Uh, you promote locally, and uh, and because of the web, obviously you can promote uh, internationally. So, so uh, you've got your venue rented. You hope you have a you know a good film like uh, Dust Squad that will uh, fill the seats. Uh, how do you go about promoting it? Um, any way you possibly can. I mean, the first year I went on to a lot of the forums uh, in the horror community, the horror chat rooms, um, which is where I initially got the word out about film submissions um, to get people to submit their films to the festival. Um, this is n- not just a local film festival. Um, right from the get-go in 2008, I think we had 23 films come in, and they came from as far as Australia, uh, Spain, Italy, uh, France, and our friends to the north in Canada. Um, so the Internet's a great promotional tool. I mean, that helped us get the word out about that. And then, obviously, you know, with the help of uh, people that do great podcasts like this, you know, <laughs> we can do different shows. <laughs> We've done uh, numerous different shows. Um, and, of course, I was the associate producer for the Graveyard Show podcast for a while. 
So that helped promote it, and I also got an opportunity to, to interview Michael Hine from the New York Film Festival. Um, so the Internet works a lot, and, of course, we get a lot of local media as well. We've been in all the newspapers, um, pretty much anywhere we can get, we do. A lot of guerrilla marketing, too. I mean, I go out myself. I hang up flyers all over State Street, all over town. Um, I know some of the other filmmakers in the area will go out and poster, and they'll do their own things, their own blogs, and um, promote as well. So, you know, we get help from all over the place, and it's just great. I mean, we've been well embraced in the horror community over the past three years, and uh, the promotions have just gotten easier and easier every year. Well, that's cool. That, uh, that's good to hear. Uh, let me ask you about the press, TV, and news, and, and all that. Um, have, have, have you had to do, uh, you know, press releases and, and put things out? Are they are they receptive? Are there any tips or tricks or suggestions that you have for people doing them? Because sometimes, you know, especially in, in today's day and age, when when more things are going to the internet and fewer things are going to, you know, papers, for example. Um, they can be pretty tight regarding what they do as a story versus what they will, you know, because they want the advertising revenue. So uh, a, a lot of times they're not too quick to do, you know, come on out and cover your event because they want you to pay the advertising. Um, have you, have? But it sounds like you're doing well with the, the media, and I just ask if there's any suggestions or any tips or any, any things that you do that you can share about working with the media in, the, in this regard? Well, we, we always do an initial press release um, right from the beginning, a basic outline of the festival, the date, and the location, and then, of course, the information about film submissions. Uh, the submissions is always the first thing you want to get out there. Uh, and the media, at least locally, they've worked with it pretty well. I mean, we've made it onto Dread Central and on the Fangoria's website as well, just through my press releases. And... Yeah, they'll just take uh, little segments of the press release and put it up sometimes. Otherwise, um, a lot of the local newspapers will contact me uh, to do interviews or interview some of the filmmakers, uh, stuff like that. But as far as doing a press release, um, you want to make sure you have all the details. Um, I kind of word things as kind of a little story, a factual article about what's going to go on at the events. Um, the guests, uh, show times, obviously location, ticket price, websites, um, all the logistics that you want people to know need to go into your press release and then just get it to as many people out there as you possibly can. Um, I mean, three years of working in the music industry, I gained a lot of press contacts locally. And now with the horror thing, just go into the different forums and um, the different horror news sites, um, all those pages have contact info. So I've just compiled a list of uh, media contacts, and every time I do an updates, an updated press release, um, if we have any show schedules that we need to release, um, I just do a bulk mailer out to them, and uh, hopefully they like what we got to say, and hopefully they cover it in one form or another. I know... The first year, I think we did interviews with probably five or six different newspapers, um, just locally, some down the road a little bit in Janesville. Um, I think we did something with a Chicago newspaper, 
which was kind of cool. And this year we actually got picked up for a television interview. Um, we'll be on um, the NBC affiliate here in Madison, Channel 15, on Thursday, October 6th, talking about both the pre-party on October 7th and the Madison Horror Film Festival. So uh, I get to finally come out of my cave and go on TV. <laughs> well, excellent. Excellent. So speaking of, of which... Um the festival is coming up in a little over two weeks from you know today. It's coming up on October seventh and October eighth, uh, yeah. two thousand eleven. It's in Madison, Wisconsin. How early do you start work on the festival? In other words, what kind of you know time are you investing in putting this festival on? Um, the first year I started uh, right around July first to put it together for an October twenty fifth um, show date, and. That worked out fairly well. Uh, the second year, I started in April for an October show date, which just gave me a lot more time to organize a little bit, um, kind of try and hone my skills and, and make the festival a little bit better. But that was almost too much time. So this year, I started in July again. <laughs> but But like a lot of the submission forms and the base website and everything else was already done from the past years. So a lot of that initial work was out of the way. So it's getting a little easier to put it together every year. Um, you know, obviously finding guests and uh, getting the film submitted. Those are the uh, couple of the biggest hassles. The biggest hassle so is scheduling. <laughs> what? The biggest hassle what? The biggest hassle is scheduling once you get all the films. The scheduling. And yeah, trying to fit everything into the day. Well, so so that is the question I guess I have. You know, in four months, you 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 know you pull this together. You get your you know your venues rented and locked. You get your submissions forms out. You get your press out. You get submissions starting to come in, which you have to then sort through and judge. We'll talk about that in a moment. Um, you have to uh, arrange your guests and then you know book them and, and schedule them as well. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of juggling that goes on, but you but but four months is enough time for you to do all of that and to and to pull it together. That's that's pretty pretty darn impressive. Well, I I'd like to say it's enough time. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. All righty. Um, so what uh, uh, the challenges that go to that go along? What's the toughest thing about doing something like this from the time from the first one to now? I mean, and has it gotten any easier, or are there different challenges, or are they always, you know, is it always the same? Well, things always get easier as time goes on. The more often you do it, um, things just kind of fall into place. Um, but there's always things you learn every single year. Um, you learn something different. I would say the first year. Um, the biggest struggle was getting the word out there and letting people know what we were doing, uh, what we're all about. We did manage to have a couple great guests the first year, which helped bring in some people. We had uh, Ken Hall, who wrote uh, Puppet Master back in the 80s, and uh, Elska McCain, who's a B-movie scream queen. She's been in a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. She was actually in Incest Death Squad, uh, the first one. I know Elska. Yeah, um, yeah, she's really cool. Yeah, she's she's a great girl. And we had um a gentleman by the name of uh Dick Flanagan. He played uh Mr. Mephisto on the late night 
horror television show that I grew up with, Lenny's Inferno, back in the 80s. So that, you know, the first year was kind of more about the guests, uh, just Mm -hmm. trying to get people out there. And, of course, the struggle also the first year was working with the venue. Um, They had made a lot of promises that they really didn't follow through with. Um, They were supposed to have somebody there to run the audio, Um, somebody there to run a spotlight, which ended up just being a a work light that they got from Menards, and we had to turn it on and off, you know. (laughs) All right. Um, But, yeah, as the years go on, things get easier. I think, you know, sometimes I get ideas about who I want to have at the festival, but due to uh, monetary issues or their schedule, they they can't make it. So booking the guests is also a pretty difficult task sometimes. Uh, this year, we really didn't go with any specific guests. Uh, we're just kind of throwing everything together as a total indie festival. Um, the guest filmmakers that we have are all local. Uh, we've got Chris Mim from uh, Minnesota, uh, Thomas Berdinsky from Michigan. And then, of course, Corey Udler is going to be there again with Incest Death Squad 2. And he lives right down the road here from Madison. So um, this year was actually pretty easy to put together. And we got all the horror hosts coming in, too, you know, which is just a whole lot of fun in itself. So, yeah, so so can we run down some of those? Again, the uh, the website is madisonhorror.net. The festival is October 7th and 8th, 2011. And that is the Madison Horror Film Festival. Let's see. So who are some of the guests that you've got here? We've got Dr. Ivan Kryptosis, who I've done a number of events with. That's very cool. He's going to be there. And who else uh, have you got? We've got uh, Marlena Midnight and Robin uh-huh. Graves. Uh, they're from Iowa. Their show is uh, Midnight Mausoleum. And, you know, they're pretty ambitious young ladies. Uh, they do the late-night horror show there in Iowa, but... I believe they're in 40 markets across the United States now, including okay, cool. Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Kenosha, and Fitchburg, which is right down the road from us. Uh-huh. Um, so they're they're all over the place. And then we've got uh, Woody the Clown, who is part of Atomic Age Cinema down in Indianapolis. I actually got a chance to meet him and his, uh, his fellow uh, uh, ghouls, if you will, from Atomic uh-huh. Age Cinema in uh, Indianapolis a couple years ago at a convention. And they also run the Dark Carnival Film Festival in Bloomington, Indiana. Um, So that tied in real well. And Woody and I think maybe Basement Boy are going to be driving up, and they'll be at the festival. And I think uh, Count Gregula from Chicago might be rolling in, Uh, perhaps the Bone Jangler, but those guys aren't confirmed yet. Okay. And then those are the live hosts that we've got. And, um, like, Cryptosis will be in- introducing um, Attack of the Moon Zombies with Chris Mim because he's he's kind of the official spokesperson for Chris Mim. And then we've got Marlena Midnight and Robin Graves will be uh, introducing Thomas Berdinsky's film, The Italian Zombie Movie Part 1, um, because they were in his movie, The Giant Rubber Monster Movie, which we'll be showing at the pre-party the night before. And then, of course, my character Freak Show and... The always sinister seductress Stormy um, will be introducing Corey Edler's Incest Death Squad 2. And those are all live hosts. But then we've got video introductions from uh, Sally Zombie, uh, Pumpkin Man, Roxy Tyler, Nigel Honeybone, 
um, Dr. Sigmund Zoid, and of course Helena, the hussy of horror. Very cool. Very cool. So it promises <laughs> to be a very fascinating day and an evening. And we're going to talk, too, uh, in just a few moments. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back, and we're going to continue talking about the uh, the festival. But I also want to talk about the, 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 the other show, the Bordello of uh, Horror. Is that correct? Did Bordello, I say that right? of, Bordello of Horror. That's right. The Bordello of Horror, the show. that, And, and we're going to talk about... Uh, how you put that together. But uh, first, let me take a short break, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Rex Sykes' Movie Beat. I'm your host, Rex Sykes. The official website is rexsikes.com. All of these interviews are stored there at the interviews blog. They're also available as podcasts from iTunes. Be sure to go back and listen to each and every one, especially if this is your first time listening. Please do reach out and uh, and tell others about the show. Share the show. Share the links. Uh, you we give away lots of free information and advice and suggestions and tips and secrets uh, from professional filmmakers. You know, Movie Beat is really a resource designed to uh, help you uh, get your projects done and to uh, advance your career. So all we ask in return is that you share the show with others, reach out and invite people to listen live or archived, and do leave comments once the player closes you know what the player is because you used it to listen to the show. Once that is completely closed, a window comes up that says comments. I don't know why they do it that way. It should be there the whole time, but it's not. But once the comment window, so just stick around, please, and then leave some comments after the show uh, about what you liked and, and what you learned and things like that. And same with iTunes. You go and get the podcast. Please rate and review the show. Give us a five-star rating. Give us a great rating because that helps spread the word. Um, upcoming guests. Just I'm just going to list a couple of them. Uh, Peter Marshall's back for our director series. He's coming up soon, so stay tuned to the movie. Be sure to pay attention to that. Uh, Peter has done our first AD series. I think there's five separate interviews there. We are, I believe, part seven or part eight of the director series. Uh, you you will want to go back and listen to each and every interview in the director series because it's about how you be a better director, what you need to know, um, and all that kind of good stuff. And then, uh, the 29th of September, Chip from My Three Sons, if you're old enough to remember that show, Stanley Livingston is going to join us. And Stanley's not only been acting for almost all of his life, he's also a producer, a director, a writer, and he's involved right now with the Actors' Journey Project, which is uh, a project to assist young actors because there's an actor's journey for kids and there's an actor's journey for adults. Uh, he's got a DVD program out there, which is doing very much the same thing that I'm attempting to do here with Movie Beat, and that is to educate people about the business side of show business so that you can advance your career you know, and make changes, not be ripped off and, and get your projects made and get done and fulfill your dreams. And so uh, we're going to be talking with Stanley Livingston uh, coming up uh, in uh, about a week, so be sure to stay tuned there. I'm thrilled to have him on. I grew up with Chip, so uh, I'm looking forward to talking to him about My Three Sons and, and some of his other career um, opportunities that he's had in his life and then of the actor's journey. So uh, you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Again, you're listening to RexSykes.com, Rex Sykes Movie Beat, and we are talking with Rich Peterson of the Madison Horror Film Festival in Madison, Wisconsin, October 7th and 8th. If you're in the listening area, you're going to want to be sure to attend this event. Now, I'm going to go, and I'm going to be there, so uh, you know we'll meet you up there in person as well. All right, Rich, so we're back, and um, what about the submission? Were you going to about to say something? I was just thinking, okay. I was just watching uh, my three sons just uh, yesterday. That's pretty awesome. 
quite, it's awesome that you were watching it. That is true. I mean, I mean I'm impressed. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to having Stanley on. And I'm looking forward to having Peter back. i got so many great guests. i just got to say that, you know, I, I am in some ways, I feel like the luckiest guy in the world. I have so many fantastic guests, both that have already done the show and that are coming down the pike, and people like yourself who are willing to come on and talk and share their experiences, the, their, the upside, the downside of what they do, and, and advice and tips and suggestions, like I say, and, and all that. So it it really is you know, a wonderful, um, I mean, I, I love it, and it's a wonderful thing that, that I can be involved in this and that others can listen as well. So, um, well, let me ask you about the, the, the submissions, because that's part of the uh, everything. You, you put out submissions, and then you start getting them in, and you get them from all around the world, and it's shorts and features. And uh, and how do you, I, I want to talk about judging criteria for the submitted films and, and your selection process, but but how do you go? How do you you know what what is the call for when you when you call for films? Just is there a specific like my short the shorts have to be a certain time length or? Yeah, yeah, we we kind of try and keep the shorts between thirteen and twenty minutes. Um, okay. Just because of time constraints, now we ask people to contact us if their their shorts going to run longer than um, twenty minutes and. This year we had two of them that came in at 35. So, wow. but we still we still got them into the fest. Uh, we got one of them into the festival for sure. One we might not have. And then the feature films, um, we like to go up to like 180 minutes. I know we had one a couple years ago that was a little over two hours long, and we just we couldn't fit it into the festival just because of time constraints. Although it was no, a no, very I'm, great film. Did you intend to say 180 minutes? Yes, yes, yes. So is that for 180 minutes, not per film? Um, for the feature films. That's three hours long. Oh, <laughs> three hours long. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 120 minutes. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, geez, that's a lot <laughs> that of movies. That makes <laughs> a little more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so so how many features can you include that, or do you, you know, with your schedule? How do you, how do you balance that? What do you, what do you do? You say I'm going to have two features or one feature, or do they show simultaneously, or how how does the festival work? Um, well, we show everything in one theater, so we can't run uh, multiple oh, okay. films at one time. Um, so, you know, we obviously try and get every film into the day that we can. Uh, the second year we did a two-day event, um, okay. which helped because we were able to get a few more films in. Uh, but this year we decided to go with a one-day event. Um, it is a lot of work, plus. You know, people, I don't know if they really want to sit through two days of 12 hours of gut-wrenching independent horror. <laughs> um, well, like this year, we had, you know, the guest featured films, and we really didn't have that many featured films submitted. Um, only four this year. Most wow. of them, yeah, most of them were um, short films. So it wow. made it a little yeah. easier this year. Uh, so we were able to book the... Uh, the three independent guests, and then, of course, we got Lucky McKee's film that's going to be the featured film of the evening. And we got two feature films that are showing, and then, um, I believe, six short films for this year. But still, when it comes down to doing the schedule, I mean, when I first sat down and looked at everything, I came in at 15 and a half hours for a 12-hour day. Wow. And as it ended up, I, I got uh, 13.25 Hours, so we're actually starting at 11 a.m. instead of noon, 
and running until midnight. You know, that was my next question. That is impressive. Not only did you watch uh, my three sons before I announced it, you happened to <laughs> answer my question before I got a chance to ask it. Now, I am duly, duly impressed. I mean, it's, I'm very good. So that's awesome. So from 11 till? Midnight. Till midnight they get to attend. Now, one of the things you might want to do is just ask the people when they're there, go, you you know, you're having a good one-day event. You want to have a two-day event and see what kind of answer you get. Because uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, the judging criteria for these submitted films. What, what is the judging criteria and the, and and your selection process? Um, well, the selection process and the judging criteria are pretty much the same. Um, we look at the quality of the film. Um, we looked at the the uh, acting in the film, the screenwriting, um, the lighting. Uh, the storylines, uh, the sound, sound quality as far as, you know, musical quality that's in the film, as well as just the audio recordings for the film. Now, you, you know, you get independent horror films and you think like Troma and some of the stuff that they put out, but almost every film that we've gotten over the past three years has been uh, pretty good quality outside of maybe two films. So you figure for about the 60-some films that we've seen, there was two bad ones. So wow, that's impressive. Well, it makes it a lot easier to uh, watch the films, obviously, but then <laughs> yeah, also also much easier to uh, you know figure out which ones we actually want into the festival. And like I said, there's only been two that we wouldn't show to anyone, and I think right. that was the first year. So the big problem is with the time that we have, being able to fit all the films in. Again, it pretty much comes down to um, time. And I, I hate having to be that guy that says, I'm sorry, but your film didn't make it this year. You know, okay. and it it really has nothing to do with the quality of the work that we see. It's it's pretty much usually about the time, you know. Well, well uh, yeah, and I understand that. And I have, um, you know, in my life, I've I've judged some different, uh, contests, both uh, long and short films and screenplays and different things. I've been a judge or a host of different festivals and, and stuff. And it is, uh, it, sometimes it's it's a rewarding uh, task. You know, you sit there and you screen all these movies and, and you get done and you go, wow, you know, I'm impressed. Like, what, what happened with you? You know, out of all the films, maybe two of them suck. Yeah. Um, there are those times when, like, all of them suck, you know, <laughs> just that there you go, oh, my gosh, oh, my goodness, in there, anybody make a movie anymore or write a screenplay anymore? But uh, lo, and, <laughs> lo and behold, they do. Uh, but it is it is, it is is an interesting job being a programmer for a film festival because there are decisions that are made based on time and based on, you know, economics and based, I mean, you know, all sorts of different considerations um, from festival to festival. So uh, so that's interesting that, uh, that you were... Uh, as lucky as you were to get uh, great films, and then and then sadly have to tell some people they can't be in because of time constraints. But yeah, uh, it's it's kind of interesting each year too, um, because I always follow up with Michael Hine um, from the New York Film Festival. He's uh -huh. I, I think he airs the end of September now instead of October. I think he's been doing that the last couple of years, and then of course the guys from the Chicago Horror Film Festival and um, Erie. A lot of times we get the same film submitted, and like New York, of course, is obviously going to get a lot more submissions than we do. But when sure. I talk to Michael, it's like, 
we know the same directors and we've seen the same films and we usually have the same take on things. But if they can't make it in our festival, they're going to make it into that festival or another festival down the line. So, you know, I don't guess I don't feel so bad because like this year we didn't have to turn down more than like five or six films. You know, uh-huh. there still is five or six films that I really wish people could see. Um, I am going to talk to the directors and see if they might want to show them on our late night horror show. Damn. That's always an option too. Wow. So they still get cool. out there one way or the other. That's awesome. Let me ask you, I have two more questions regarding the festival unless something else comes to mind. Oh, actually, I've got a few more than that, but but um, one is, any advice or suggestions that you got from Michael or any of the other people who you talked with that you want to pass along? Any any tips or anything that you, comes to mind in the years that you've not, been? Not off the top of my head. Um, as far as advice, I think they've just been more supportive than anything else. Um just kind of sending me in the right direction, um, being supportive when I didn't think things were going to go right, and generally just, uh, you know, being all around good guys and helping me out any way they could. Like I said, right from the get-go, I was amazed at the response that we got from the whole horror community, whether it's fans or directors or, um, you know, people just going to festivals, whatever, People have embraced us, and people have been very supportive so far, and I just I'm really thankful for that. That is so cool to hear because I I, I know of at least three or four festivals who just hate each other, you know. Really? And uh, yeah, yeah, they're just they all think they're treading on each other's territory, and they're about who came first and who's doing what. And, and to hear, and I mean, I think that's just so petty and so uh, you know worth a, a waste of time. Is what I want to say that uh, the pie is always big enough for everybody. You know, I mean, it's it, it, even the pie metaphor kind of breaks down because we think of slicing it up. But it's, it's you know, uh, to be embraced by the community, to, to say, wow, cool, another festival, another opportunity to get filmmakers, film scene, another opportunity to network and to come together, another opportunity. To, you know, it, it just amazes me that people could be so petty and, and, and go, you know, I, I was here first. How dare you have a festival? But it happens. So, so congratulations yeah. that... You know, and then let me ask you: How do you go about finding sponsors for the event? Because that's something people want to know. And and let me before you answer that, let me say that having people, as as you said, people who were supportive at the times when it was tough, is critical. And to have those kinds of people who can point you in the direction in the right direction is of great benefit and a great find. So when you do uh, make those acquaintances and, and make those friends, uh, they certainly are worth keeping. And I appreciate you saying that. Um, so how do you go about finding sponsors for the event? Well, sponsors, um, you know, the first year we kind of looked at um, local sponsors, and we're getting back to that as well this year. Um, sponsors, we pretty much just want to find, uh, like, local video, um, like video outlets, video stores, um, any restaurants that might be in the area that would want to advertise in the festival program, you know, because we obviously have to feed people, and uh, theater food is not necessarily the most nutritious I mean, hot dogs and popcorn are great, but <laughs> we like to give right. people some options there. We did approach Monster Energy Drink this year about being a corporate sponsor um, for the whole event, but unfortunately it was a little late in the year and their budget had been spent. So you never know. For next year, possibly uh, 
might be able to do some bigger and better things if we get a corporate sponsor behind us. Um, you know, it it helps helps offset some of the costs of the theater, um, costs of printing the programs and the posters, but also if we want to bring in any bigger name guests, um, that definitely can get costly. Um, you know, if you if you bring in an actor or a director from out of state, um, they're going to run you anywhere from a thousand to five thousand, six thousand dollars. But then you got to cover their airfare and their hotel and their meals and everything else. So sure. that adds up. That adds up, and when you've got a three hundred seat theater to fill, you know, do the math. You you can't charge that amount for a ticket price, or nobody'd show up. Right. Excellent point. So sponsors, sponsors, sponsors are a great thing to have. Um, so yeah, we're going to look at corporate sponsors next year, but we just kind of try and keep it local. I know we've got a game, a game shop this year that we're advertising for, and a local tavern that's right around the corner that's got burgers, and of course a uh, a wonderful pizza place in here here in town called Gumby's Pizza. If you remember that show, um, <laughs> and we've got we've got a dinner break set up. So hopefully people will be able to call in advance and have their food delivered right there because I think we only got 30 or 45 minutes for uh, dinner break. So it's nice to be able to have food right there and readily available for people too. Very cool. Let me ask you, uh, just for uh, the local area listeners, where exactly is the festival being held? Um, the, the festival this year as as well as last year was um, or is the Market Square Cinema. And that's at 6604 Odana Road. Um, if you're in Madison, it's the Budget Cinema. They get the uh, second-run films and run them for like two or three bucks for a ticket. So it's a really nice place to do the show. Um, and it's right and off of the main when, uh, Well, is it east, west, north, south of the capital? I mean, so that it is on the west side of town, and it's west about side. three blocks right off the uh, Beltline, 12 and okay. 18. So. Yeah, it's real easy to get to. And of course right. you can Google map it. You can Google map it that's uh sixty six oh four Odana Road in Madison. All right. And again it's madisonhower.net, dot net, correct? Yes. Yes, uh we did have madisonhorror dot com for a couple of years and and uh some <laughs> well, let's just say net so that no, there is no confusion. Um, no confusion. How do you go about booking the talent for the event? How do you get these filmmakers and directors? What do you? How do you? What do you do? You. Do... Well, I, I kind of like to come up with an idea of who I might want to have. Um, kind of look at what's new and coming out and how it might tie in with any specific guests that we might have. Um, the last festival in 2009, uh, we had Stuart Gordon. And that was rather timely because there was a whole buzz going on about a remake of Reanimator at the time, uh-huh. um, which hasn't happened yet, as far as I know. But uh, it was great to have him come out anyway, uh, because he's got ties to Madison here. He was a University of Wisconsin alumni, and he also founded the Broom Street Theater here in Madison. So bringing him back... Um, was definitely an added bonus, and in the years past, it's a lot of it has to do with availability, and of course uh, the monetary aspects of it as well. Are you able to get to the people directly, or you talk to agents and managers, or through? I mean, in other in terms of booking, how do you go? You go. How do you find somebody that you want? Do you go on Google and and look them up, or I mean, 
Well, I wish it was that easy. Um, <laughs> just like uh, booking musical acts, you know, everybody's got an agent. So a few of the companies that I had worked with in the past uh, booking national acts do handle some actors. But um, the best resource that I've found is uh, IMDb Pro. Um, I just went on there and signed up for the free trial and went through and found as many agents as I possibly could, bookmarked them. And then once it was time to book the guests, I started going through their roster, seeing who was there, uh, what the availabilities might be, what the price range would be. And, um, you know, obviously horror genre specific, um, some of the bigger names are just not attainable, especially in October because that's their busiest month. And, um, and of course, they get uh, quite a pretty penny in October as well. Plus, they do the regular circuit throughout the year with different uh, horror conventions and horror festivals. So, you know, they're booked up plenty in advance. But I would say IMDP Pro, if you want to find any of your favorite actors or directors and uh, track them down, that's the way to go. Awesome. Awesome. Now, uh, regarding the film submissions that you get and that you look at, what... From your vantage point as a festival programmer and director of the festival and from being involved in the business yourself, what are some of the mistakes you see that filmmakers in the work that filmmakers have submitted to you? I think the biggest mistakes I've seen is, uh, well, obviously they're working with a low budget, but still putting your friends in movies just to have them in your movie is never a good idea, unless they've got some great acting skills, which is very rare. Um and story plot, I mean, a lot of people have a lot of good ideas, but they don't necessarily have the best way of portraying that. I think some filmmakers, if they come up with an idea, um, I would just hash it to death and go through it time and time again and get as much character build up as you can into your story, um, as much back plot into your story as you can. And uh, just make it as the most interesting, intriguing, scary, you know, whatever you're trying to achieve, do the best you can with it. And the other thing is lighting. <laughs> lighting and sound. You definitely have to have good lighting. We had a great film a couple of years ago, and it just, it was way too dark on screen. You couldn't see what was going on. The filmmaker actually went back and re-edited his lighting uh, just to get distribution because he'd heard that from more than one person. So lighting, um, sound, and, and make a good story because that's what people want. Awesome. All right. Well, now let's move our attention from the festival, which, again, is October 7th and 8th in Madison, Wisconsin, uh, on Odana. And uh, it, uh, MadisonHorror.net is the website. But let's talk about the Bordello of Horror. And how did that idea come about, and what is it? Well, the Bordello of Horror is probably the uh, the most entertaining, uh, hilarious, well-written piece of uh, art that you will see on the Internet anywhere. <laughs> it's basically a late-night basically a late night horror television show that's just, uh, it kind of came about because of the festival. Um, when I was growing up, of course, uh, Mr. Mephisto was the horror, lo local horror host here who inspired me. And I just loved watching his show on Friday nights. So when I was putting together the very first festival, I was kind of thinking about having something to help merchandise the festival 
or have merchandise at the festival. And, of course, I came up with the idea of Calendar Girls because um, a lot of people like Calendar Girls. Uh-huh. And from there, I was thinking, what would you call the Calendar Girls? It's got to have a catchy name to it. So I came up with Harlots of Horror. And then I was thinking, well, if they're harlots, they have to have a um, someone to represent them, let's say. So the character Freak Show came about, who's a, um, a posthumous pimp. <laughs> and once the character came about, then it's like, well, this could be a late-night television show. So we just started... Uh, started putting together some ideas, some scripts, and, you know, we come on and we do a little intro, we talk about the festival, we talk about what's coming up on the show, uh, do some little campy skits, and then we go into a feature film. Um, Most of the stuff we show is in the public domain, but because of the film fest, we've had the opportunity to show some independent films, uh, get the rights to show those, uh, which helps out a lot. And then we pop in in the middle and we do some other goofy stuff. And then we do an outro. And occasionally we'll throw in short films. Um, so, yeah, Bordello of Horror is a late-night horror television show, which started on the web in 2009. And January, 2000, January 2009, we started strictly on the web on a live uh, blip TV channel. And we only did sporadic episodes and just kind of put the word out there. And then in January 2010, we made it on to the local cable access channel, WYOU, here in Madison. So if you're here locally, you can watch the show from 1 to 3 a.m. on Sundays um, on Charter Channel 95 or Digital Channel 991. But you can also watch it anywhere else, Sunday mornings, 1 to 3 a.m., streaming online at WYOU.org. W-Y-O-U.org? W-Y-O-U.org. That's that's the stream from our local cable access show. Um, But besides that, we're also available on the Monster Channel once in a while, which is a great little website um, that's been set up since, I think, 2009, I believe. Um, It was originally 100 Years of Monster Movies. Um, and they started it out to celebrate um, Thomas Edison's original film, Frankenstein, the very first horror film ever made. And they ran 24-7 with horror films. Well, now they're doing 24-7 with horror films, but they're all hosted by different hosts. So that's kind of cool. And we've got no set schedule on there. Um, We were just on yesterday at 11 a.m. and 11 midnight, so it's kind of hit and miss. But if you check out our website, madisonhorror.net, of course we advertise for the show on there as well. Okay, that's cool. So they can do that. Now, what what do you do when you put the show together? I mean, in terms of the, you're filming the show, where are you, are, you, are you filming it out of a basement? Are you filming it out of a studio? Uh, you know, what what are you doing? I mean, how is the show put together? Well, working with the Cable Access Channel, we do have um, the resources of being able to use the studio and the uh, the three camera angles and the green screen, which my character doesn't show up in front of because he's green, so that doesn't work out so well. Um, But if you film at the studio, as part of the producer's agreements, you can't use your content anywhere else but on the station. So we've opted not to film in the studio, and I've just set things up right in my apartment here. Um, We put up a cheesy-looking background. 
Uh, I got a couple video cameras. Um, actually, working on setting up a boom mic system now. Picked up a couple uh, handy little work lights from uh, the local hardware store, and just light it and make it sound and look as good, best as we can. You know, okay. which is not really good at all because that's what we're going for. <laughs> well, and you and you can use a blue screen. Go back to the days of blue screen since your character screen. Um, yes, I have not tried that yet. What? Uh, how do you build a, a, a viewer base for such a genre-specific show? Pretty much the same way we promote the festival. Just get online, um, go to all the forums. Uh, of course, we have a YouTube channel, so I post clips there, uh, share stuff through Twitter, uh, through Facebook, and occasionally be able to get out to some of the conventions, the other conventions, and uh, hang out. I think it was um, March 2010 was the uh, Vampire Tribute down in Indianapolis. And that was a huge event. It was part of Horror Hound Weekend. And it was the first and largest gathering of horror hosts in the world paying a tribute to Vampire, the original horror host. And I think there was about 78 different horror hosts from across the country and one from Europe that showed up and we all got to host live films and we had our own uh, autograph signing tables, meet and greets. And it was just great. Uh, there was like 10,000 people in attendance and the horror hound weekend. People said that a very big part of that was because of the horror hosts. So being able to get out to those conventions and just mingle with people and advertise and basically get in their face and tell them about it and hope they come and watch your show. That's that's pretty much what you got to do. Well, that's very cool. I mean, you you do you know a, a couple of things here that we've talked about today. Uh, you know, a, a, apart from everything else that you do, but you 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 host your own you know uh, horror host show, Bordello of Horror, and then yes. you host the Madison Horror Film Festival. So you're you're besides programming a festival, you're producing a show, and you're uh, promoting both events, both on the internet and locally, you know, and and getting it spread far and wide. So for people like yourself, or for am for or for others, you know, for amateur filmmakers or people who would hope to do what you're doing, uh, let's. I, I want to give you the last few minutes because we're, we're we are running out of time. Where if you had advice or suggestions, uh, or any last comments or thoughts that you want to include, um, now would be the opportunity to kind of sum it up and tie it up, tie it together for them. Um, I think if I had any advice at all, I would just say, um, well, as Lloyd Kaufman would say, to the, thy own self be true. Do what you want to do. Um, be passionate about what you do. Believe in yourself. And try the hardest that you can to make it happen. Um, just this last Sunday, I got an email through Facebook from a a gentleman who's been at a couple of the horror fests and he said he wasn't going to make it uh, to this festival because he was going to Pennsylvania to go to school for uh, special effects with Tom Savini. And a couple of days later, I got another email from him and he was frantic and a little upset, a little stressed out, worried about the move, worried about school and talking about defaulting on his loans and, and not following through. And, I talked to him for probably a good 45 minutes and I just told him, 
you got to do what you want to do. You got to follow your heart as, as as hard as it might be, as stressful as it might be, as nervous as you might be. It's it's a it's a new step in life, but it's what you want to do. It's a passion. Um, just follow it, go for it. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But do your best and stick to it. And if it doesn't work the first time, do it time and time again. It's like with our festival. We learn something new every year. Sometimes it's not good. Sometimes it's great. But if it's not good, we learn from that and we just keep moving on. So be strong and be positive and follow your passions. That's what I would say. Uh those are fantastic words and fantastic thoughts. Absolutely, make your dreams come true. Rich, it has been a delight and a pleasure having you here today. Uh, you know, the show is uh, archived, so people can listen to it. And I hope that uh, listeners will continue to share it and uh, and let other people know. Especially uh, because there's an upcoming event. There's the Madison Horror Film Festival, October seventh and eighth, in Madison, Wisconsin. If you're in the area or passing through the area around that time, you're going to certainly want to stop in. Uh, the information is at madisonhorror.net M-A-D-I-S-O-N-H-O-R-R-O-R dot net so go and check that out and Bordello of Horror maybe you do an internet search find it on the internet and find those times or go to his website and find out how you can view uh, Bordello of Horror but I certainly appreciate you being here thank you so much for those listening live or archived please do wait until the player closes and then leave some comments Uh, Rich it's been a pleasure I will see you there at the festival, uh, if not both days, at least on the uh, the eighth, I believe, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. So uh, enjoy Excellent. the uh, <laughs> the time between now and then, and have a great day. It's been my pleasure having you here today. Thank you very much, Rex. It's been great. All right, I'll talk to you in a few minutes. But uh, until then, uh, and and beyond, uh, again, have a great time. You too. Thanks. All right, that was my guest, Mr. Rich Peterson of the Madison Horror Film Festival. Uh, again, uh, you know, it, it's a lot of work. It really, truly is a lot of work putting on a festival. Uh, all of the details, all the dotting of the I's and crossing of the T's and gathering sponsors and getting a venue and getting the films and, and looking at the films and, and putting them on and presenting them for you. Any festival is uh, is a lot of work, and it usually requires a lot of people. So, you know, the thing that uh, all of us can do as listeners is attend festivals and support festivals and support film Makers, and especially these indie filmmakers, uh, because uh, times are uh, are fascinating times, and uh, indie indie filmmakers certainly uh, need our support. They need us to uh, watch their movies and to uh, promote their films. So uh, I, I hope that you'll do that. Uh, I got a lot of more exciting guests coming up in the near future, so be sure to stay tuned and please, please keep sharing this website and these interviews with all your friends and your contacts. Speaking of which, on the 22nd of September, the Milwaukee Film Festival opening evening is uh, happening, and there's a party at Discovery World in the Milwaukee area. I will be attending that, so if you're a listener, uh, be sure to come and say hi. Uh, I'll be at the party. And... Uh, 
I'm doing a symposium on casting on Friday, the day this coming end of the week, and and some different things. So, uh, but I'll, I'll let you know. Uh, our pilot that we shot, we got some good footage. We're we're uh, editing that. We've got some nice stuff going, and uh, working on our features and our shorts. So, uh, one of these days I'll update you. But do stay tuned for my upcoming guests. You can become a member of the Rex Sykes Movie Beat Facebook Friends page just by clicking on the like button there, and do follow us at Twitter Rex Sykes Movie BT. That's Rex Sykes Movie BT. The last word is abbreviated. Uh, but look for Madison Horror Film Festival or Rich Peterson on Twitter. We forgot to ask him his Twitter address or check out his website. And there might be a Twitter link there, and you can follow him there as well. All right, everyone, have a fabulous day. Make your movies, complete your projects, and until we meet the next time, that's a wrap.